0: The ABC apologizes to Stan Grant after the Q&A host quit over racial abuse. Australia agrees to introduce further sanctions on Russia. And an Australian man dies on Mount Everest. The ABC's managing director has apologised to Stan Grant over the broadcaster's handling of persistent racial abuse against the journalist. Grant is stepping away from his role hosting the Q&A programme due to the barrage of racism he's coped, which has intensified since his involvement in the public broadcaster's coverage of the King's coronation. In an email to ABC staff, David Anderson says anti-ABC reporting from some commercial media outlets had been sustained and vitriolic and had real-world consequences for presenters and journalists. He's also acknowledged that Grant did not feel publicly supported by the ABC and has apologized for this. Meanwhile, SBS's NITV has announced it's suspending its, its Twitter account, saying it's hard enough for the, very, for the everyday racism and hate on the platform. The dedicated channel for Indigenous Australians says Twitter is not a place it wants or needs to be, especially at a time when things are heavy enough. Threats against Grant had been referred to police, while a formal complaint had also been lodged with Twitter. The federal government is launching an information campaign on the upcoming Voice to Parliament referendum. The government says the neutral civics education campaign will give Australians everything they need to make an informed decision at the referendum. Minister for Indigenous Australians Linda Burney says the program should reach audiences of every background and provide translations in several languages. It will include television and radio commercials sounding like this. Australia is having a conversation about the referendum being held later this year. So what's it about? It's about whether we should change the constitution to recognise the First Peoples of Australia by setting up an Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voice. The voice will be a permanent body. And it will give independent advice to the Parliament and Government on matters that affect First Nations people. Be ready for the conversation. Visit voice.gov.au Authorised by the Australian Government, Canberra police have shot dead an indigenous man in Brisbane's north on Sunday. In response to a domestic violence call, the police officer discharged three shots at a 29-year-old man. The police were called to the man's address after reports of a stabbing threat to a family member. Officers said they found a 53-year-old man with a deep cut to his hand and the 29-year-old with a knife. The Treasurer has insisted economic sanctions against Russia need to be robust. Australia agreed to introduce further sanctions on Russia at the G7 meeting over the weekend. The new sanctions target 21 entities, including Russian petroleum companies and banks, and three individuals, as well as a ban on the export of all machinery and related parts to Russia. The sanctions against Russia need to be as robust as possible. Uh, We need to tighten the screws on Vladimir Putin and his cronies uh, who have engaged in this aggression uh, against the people of Ukraine. Uh, And the statement out of the G7 and statements that we have made previously recognise the fact that sanctions do give us the opportunity to tighten the screws on that regime. Uh, In order to do that, we need to make sure that they're as robust as possible. An Australian climber has died on Mount Everest, becoming the 10th fatality on the world's tallest peak this season. 40-year-old South Australian Jason Bernard Kennison, who who'd lived in Perth, passed away after becoming unresponsive at the summit on Friday. Mr. Kennison's father says he was informed by police of his son's death. Buy now, pay later schemes like afterpay will now face tougher restrictions under new rules introduced by the government. The schemes will now be treated as credit products under changes to the National Consumer Credit Act to help protect consumers against financial abuse. Financial Services Minister Stephen Jones says such schemes could be a danger to consumers because up until now they have been largely unregulated and unchecked. Today, the Albanese government is announcing that we intend to bring Buy Now, Pay Later into the National Consumer Credit Act. What will that mean for consumers? Well, it'll mean that the responsible lending obligations that apply to every other credit product will now apply to the Buy Now, Pay Later sector. It means before somebody is offered a Buy Now, Pay Later product, they must go through suitability and affordability checks. A new South Wales experiment allowing first home buyers to avoid substantial upfront costs is to end within weeks but a replacement is in place. The First Home Buyer Choice initiative will be closed off to new entrants on the 1st of July, stopping eligible purchasers of property up to $1.5 million in the state from choosing between paying upfront stamp duty and an annual land tax. An average of 1,200 people per month have taken up the scheme since it was introduced in November, but the Mins Labour government will this week fulfill an election promise by taking steps to end the scheme and lift stamp duty exemptions and concessions instead. The changes will cut the stamp duty bill on an $800,000 property from $31,090 to zero and ensure some reduction applies to homes valued up to $1 million. Prime Minister Antonio Albanese has touched down in Australia after three days of meetings with world leaders in Japan on the sidelines of the G7 summit. Mr Albanese met with U.S. President Joe Biden for a bilateral meeting as well as in a Quad Leaders Forum alongside the Indian and Japanese Prime Ministers after the original summit in Sydney was cancelled. Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi is still travelling to Australia and will land in Sydney today. He will, talk, he will hold talks with Mr Albanese as well as meet local Indian businesses in Hombush for the unveiling of foundation stone at the entrance to Little India in Sydney's Harris Park. There, restaurant owner Suraj Panchal has created a dish in honor of Mr Modi. We've been very, very excited. we've been trying to you know pump up the momentum of everyone over here. Uh, so excited that you know uh, if you know the Indian Prime Minister walks in, in in Harris Park, it's been a, will be a huge boost for, for the businesses over here. Saudi Arabia's first astronauts in decades rocketed towards the International Space Station on a chartered multi-million dollar flight. SpaceX launched the the ticket-holding crew led by a retired NASA astronaut now working for the company that arranged the trip. Also on board is a U.S. businessman who now owns a sports car racing team. They'll spend just over a week there before returning home with a splashdown off the Florida coast. Sponsored by the Saudi Arabian government, Rayana Banawi, a stem cell researcher, became the first woman from the kingdom to go to space. She was, she was joined by Ali Alkami, a fighter pilot with the Royal Saudi Air Force. Crowds gathered at the launch site to watch the rocket take off. Among them was Anne Richardson from London. At the beginning I was like really nervous and then when the flash went, it's like... There it goes and it's just magic, you know, we watch it go up. Unfortunately, it's a bit cloudy so we didn't see it go all the way up. Um, but yeah, it was magical, it was amazing. And to sport this shock after Jack Tripovich is ruled out of the state of origin opener. The Manly star has pulled out of Game 1 of the Interstate Series due to injury. He's said to be replaced by Bulldogs big man Tevita Pangai Jr. in a surprising Blues selection. Trebovic returned from a calf injury against the Raiders on Sunday and got through the game but pulled up sore and rolled himself out to New South Wales coach Brad Fittler. Angai Junior who was dropped to reserve grade just last year will make his New South Wales debut in game 1 on Wednesday week. And now having a look at the weather around the country, Broome sunny 28, Perth partly cloudy 25, Adelaide possible shower 17, Melbourne partly cloudy 16, Hobart cloudy 16, Albury Wodonga partly cloudy 13, Albury Canberra, similar conditions on the top of 14, Wollongong, sunny 19, Sydney also sunny in the top of 19, Newcastle sunny 20 degrees, Brisbane mostly sunny 22, Townsville sunny 26, Cairns partly cloudy 27, Alice Springs sunny 20, Darwin sunny 30 degrees and the Torres Islands are mostly cloudy day the top of 29 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News.